Seeking the Extraordinary is sponsored by The Colony Group, a national wealth and business management company that seeks the extraordinary by pursuing an unrelenting mission of providing clients with peace of mind and empowering their visions of tomorrow. To learn more about how The Colony Group manages beyond money, visit thecolonygroup.com. Welcome, fellow seekers of the extraordinary. Welcome to our shared quest. A quest not for a thing, but for an idea. A quest not for a place, but into deep, inner, unexplored regions of ourselves. A quest to understand how we can achieve our fullest potential by learning from others who have done or are doing exactly that. Extraordinary stories of overcoming anguish. Every single one of them had lost somebody from their family. I will never give up on trying to lessen that conflict. People who have stood up to challenges with true courage. Do something in life that, that you have a passion for, something that you enjoy and you find fulfilling. That's where you have your greatest success. Stories that will enlighten and inspire. What I said to him is absolutely a cliche, but the journey is more important than the end result. May we always have the courage and wisdom to learn from those who have something to teach. Join me now in Seeking the Extraordinary. I'm Michael Nathanson, your Chief Seeker of the Extraordinary. For today's episode, our Chief Seeker of the Extraordinary, Michael Nathanson, has graciously agreed to turn over his mic. I am Christina Saunders. I'm a Senior Portfolio Manager at the Colony Group and pleased to be here as we celebrate Women's History Month and take the opportunity to feature one of the extraordinary women at Colony, of which there are many. This podcast is sponsored by Her Wealth by Colony. Her Wealth is committed to empowering women with the tools and resources they need to make informed financial decisions and take control of their wealth. Our guest today is a client service associate at the Colony Group. Her journey to the financial services industry is unique. Have you ever wondered what athletes and financial advisors have in common? Please welcome the extraordinary Whitney Turner. Welcome, Whitney. Thanks for uh, joining me on today's podcast. We're so happy to have you here and to have the opportunity to hear your story. So I understand that you were a Division I basketball player at Boston University not so many years ago. Yes, um, that's a big part of my story and how I got here. Yeah. So, so tell us, what was, what was life like as a, as a D1 athlete? I mean, many of us can assume and think it through and all that, but unless you've experienced it, We'd love to hear about that. Life as a Division One athlete is hectic and humbling and enjoyable. It's one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever had in my life, but it's definitely uh, a challenge, a challenge that I really enjoyed being able to have any honor to compete. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got several daughters that played basketball, and I would say by their sophomore year in high school, they really had to make the decision as to whether they wanted to potentially play in college. I mean, as young as that, because they had to take the steps necessary to do that. So when did you make that decision? Because it was an active decision and it's a lot of hard work. I would say that my goal always in starting playing basketball was I wanted to get my education paid for to kind of pay my parents back for carting me all around the United States to play basketball. And I really made that decision to make it a priority and the goal probably around eighth grade is where I decided 
that this is something that I wanted to pursue. And this was the end goal that I had for my athletic career. Wow. Wow. So in high school, in terms of balancing the arduousness of essentially being on a a good team and working hard and taking those steps and playing AAU, how did you manage your studies along with the basketball? I would say with a lot of discipline and a lot of help, a lot of coaching, I think being an athlete is a rewarding experience. But the most important part is having coaches who understand um, you as a person. And I was grateful and blessed enough to have those coaches that understood who I was as a person as well as a basketball player. So they knew that my academic achievements were just as important to me as my athletic achievements. And they gave me the tools necessary to be able to be successful in both. I think that really served me well in terms of going to the next step in playing uh, college basketball because you really do need to have that time management skill. What you might have lift in the morning and class in the mid-morning, then you have practice lift and you, you still have to find time to do your homework and have a social life. So it's definitely a masterclass in time management and communication. Yeah, yeah. And, and what role did your parents play? Um, I'm sure they're extremely proud of you. What role did they play in your decision-making process? I would say that my parents are my biggest advisors. They're there to bounce ideas off of and really just guide me to make the best decision for me. But also just to be supportive. They knew that, that this was a decision that I was going to have to make on my own. And they've always supported me in doing so. I would say that my parents are just my backbone. Even today, I talk to them every day and I trust them with everything. So share with us what it was like going from high school to college basketball, where in high school, you're probably were a superstar and you get to college and everybody's a superstar. So how did you handle that? I would say it's a very humbling experience, but you really have to make a decision on how you would like your college career to go. And so you're, you get there and everyone's as good as you or better than you. And you have to make a decision okay, what can I do to reach my goal? So if your goal is playing time, what skills can I bring to the table? What can I approve on to make it to the team to to reach my goals? And so you really have to take a step back and deal with your ego, say, okay, this is not a moment for ego and pride. This is a moment for making sure that you're available to constructive criticism, that you're taking it in and really using that to as a launching pad for your next step. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of just the the nature of being on a D1 team, how many hours a day were you practicing? Like how much of a time commitment was that? And how did you navigate that transferring over to college now from high school? I would say your practice is usually around three hours, probably get there half an hour early, say half an hour late. So probably in total four hours of practice, excuse me, an hour of lift. And then you have your treatment and training if you're dealing with any injuries that probably takes a half an hour so probably roughly six hours a day two hours of class and then an hour two hours of studying or however long it takes to get your work done so it's definitely a hectic and busy schedule and you really need to be able to manage your time effectively not only in terms of maximizing your time usage for athletic performance like I need to have as much sleep so that I can be my best self for the game but also I have X amount of hours. I need to be able to fit and focus my intention to do this homework or paper to the best of my ability within the time. What motivated your transition or your decision to come into the financial industry specifically? And and how did you land at the Colony Group? 
I have always had a passion for personal finance and finance, and I had been in a number of customer-facing and client-serving roles in industries that I wasn't necessarily passionate about. So I took um, a step back and decided to do some research on what skills that I had could transfer to the finance industry and how could I make my skills meet my passion. And I kind of landed on personal finance then because I love being able to help people reach their goals. That's really kind of why I got here. And I got the opportunity to work at a a smaller uh, wealth management firm in Bethesda and really found that this was a place that I felt I could grow my career, this path. And that led me to the Colony Group. I uh, interviewed with Nina Mitchell and Don Dobler, and I found that I think the Colony Group is a place where you can really grow um, your skill set and just really soak in knowledge from a wealth of people who are really willing to help you get to your next goal. Yeah, that's a terrific team in Bethesda that you're working with. So yeah, it's a great, great place to learn and grow in your career. That is for sure. Some terrific ladies there. Men too, but we're focusing on the ladies today. So in terms of the, the skill set necessary to do your current job, what is your basketball background? How does that inform what you're doing now? What skills did you learn being on a team that are useful now to you? What would you say are the, the greatest elements from your basketball career that you draw from now? I would say that one of the biggest takeaways that I take from my basketball career is just communication. When you're on a team and you're striving to reach a goal, you need to be able to communicate to your teammates. You need to be able to communicate to your coaches as well as yourself. And so that really allows you to go into any situation and maybe you're not the most skilled and maybe you're not the smartest person in the room, but you're able to communicate effectively with everyone. You're able to sit in that room and be uncomfortable and and, uh, make yourself comfortable in those situations to find your growth edge in terms of how you can support a team, how you can join the team and maximize their efforts. Yeah. As I mentioned, my daughters all played basketball and they played different sports, but as well. And they tell me regularly that they are so glad that they did team sports, that it's been, they can't imagine functioning (laughs) in the capacity they function now without having been on a team and how important that is. And we talk regularly about being humbled. I mean, part of growing in life, right, is humbling yourself. And we are regularly humbled by what we don't know because the world is changing so rapidly. So I love that concept of being humble in the moment and knowing what you don't know. And I think people respect when you say you don't know, you say you don't know and say, I'll find out. People respect that. So yeah, being humbled, it's not always fun, but it's how we grow. So so I love that. I love that. So do you have any regrets or anything you'd want to change in terms of how you've kind of chosen to live your first 30 years? I would say it's cliche, but I don't have any regrets. And I think that really takes a shifting in mindset. So maybe you didn't get an opportunity that you really wanted, or maybe you applied for a job and didn't get it. And you really need to take those as maybe those weren't setbacks, but they were set ups for you to take the path that you are meant to take. And I think that shifting of the narrative has really served me well in terms of, okay, I'm enjoying this journey. And every time I take a step, whether it's a step back or a step forward, I'm learning from that experience. I'm enjoying the journey. And I think that's kind of how I personally seek the extraordinary is remembering that happiness is not a destination, but a journey. And, And I really take that in terms of how I conceptualize success as well. 
Yeah, that is so wise, Whitney. That is so wise. And that's my last question was going to be, what advice would you give others looking to reinvent themselves? But also, I mean, one of the purposes of our podcast today is attracting women to the financial services industry, right? There's Our, our representation is still on a percentage basis very low compared to where it should be. Colony Group is certainly above the averages, but still, we want to attract women to this industry. And so, well, what advice would you give to somebody considering becoming a financial advisor? I would say do your research and always make sure that you're landing in a, a place going to accept you wholeheartedly. It's You really need to plant where you can grow. I, I always learned that from my mom is that you can plant a seed in a different spot and it will not grow. So you need to plant where you can grow. And I think that's what led to me to the colony group is, is really choosing a place and making sure that you're actively asking those questions, not only of the opportunity that you're pursuing, but of yourself. What is the, the issue, the reason that I am pursuing this goal? Why is this of interest to me? And, and how, how can I use this to serve the world? In addition to having an interest in finance, I, I think if you asked my family, they would say it's a natural progression for me. My mom says that I, when I was little, I used to hide money all over my room. So that's kind of where the interest sparked for me in terms of my entrance into the finance industry. So why would you hide money all over your room? What was the, what was your goal? <laughs> it, it was like, I like it. Even now I like to have savings in different spots, but also when you have an older brother that might have an expensive video game taste, or something, uh, yeah. it, it, it behooves you to have a, a special place for your, your money. <laughs> yes. I had a brother too. I remember that. <laughs> so Whitney, how are you involved in basketball? If at all now, what do you play at all? Do you coach? I do not play anymore. My knees will thank me for that in the future. I, and I, I coached for a long time prior to joining the Colony Group. I coached sixth grade at travel basketball. It's one of uh, the greatest joys that I've ever had the opportunity of, of doing in my life. I think being able to watch um, your impact on a, a young woman is just really profoundly rewarding. And you're able to just see a girl grow in confidence and skill throughout the season. And I think that's the most enjoyable part. And you, you learn a masterclass in communication in terms of, okay, I not only need to communicate to the girls in a way that's going to be conducive to their growth, but you need to be able to communicate to the parents. This is why I made this decision. And I understand that all of my decisions are going to be popular, but this is the choice that I've made that I think is going to serve the team the best. Yeah, that is a tough balance. The parents in any basketball or sports scenario, they can, they can make it difficult. But in terms of the girls, so playing a sport is very different from coaching a sport. It requires two very different skill sets. And so did you know that before you got into coaching or did it become readily apparent that you needed to draw on other different skills that you have? It really actually allows you to focus on the things that are kind of innate. Sometimes when you are skilled at something, it just happens for you. Something just clicks for you. And you need to break that down when you're coaching for a girl. You need to be able to say, okay, this is why I chose this. And this is why this is an important skill that you need to work on. And you also need to be able to break down specific skills and be able to explain them, which didn't come naturally to me at first to be able to explain skills that just kind of happened for me. Right. Uh, so I think that's definitely was a learning curve for me in terms of translating your skill on the court to being able to coach someone to, to reach their potential. And I think great coaches are really just effective communicators. 
And that translates beautifully to financial services in terms of coaching our clients and coaching. And I mean that in a positive way because they come to us for for help in various different ways and they ask their questions in various different ways and they may not even know that they need our help. And so being able to then communicate to them in an in effective way that is life affirming and uplifting, right? But it definitely translates. So I have no doubt you will be very successful in your role and as you grow at the Colony Group. And so we're so pleased to have you here at the firm. Are there any other points you want to make or anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to touch touch upon, Whitney? I don't think so. I really enjoy working at the Colony Group and really am humbled to be have been asked to to be a participant of the podcast and talk about my experience um, playing basketball and how it translates uh, into my career. And that is the extraordinary Whitney Turner. Thank you, Whitney. I'll end today's show highlighting some of the important themes portrayed throughout Whitney's journey. The importance of a, a strong work ethic, finding joy in the process, and taking pride in the daily work on the way to the big goal. Being adaptable, a team player, and showing empathy. Not only did Whitney practice these in her days as an athlete, but she continues to portray these qualities as a client service associate and coach. Thank you again to our sponsor today, Her Wealth by Colony. To learn more, visit thecolonygroup.com. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode in honor of Women's History Month, and thank you to Michael Nathanson for sharing the mic again. I'm Christina Saunders, and I look forward to joining you all again soon.